This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to another week. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to If I Didn't Laugh, I'll Cry. On today's episode, it's just me. It's just me. Come on, we're used to this now. We're used to this now. So if you're still in the mentality of, oh, I want a guest. Well, guess what? It's just me. <laughs> yeah, it's an episode where I get to talk to myself and pretend I've got an audience and just make it work, to be honest. And I actually really enjoy solo episodes. They're like therapy. It's like releasing all the stuff that I that impacted me, but I don't think about on a regular, but actually just really just letting it go because... It's got no power over me anymore, especially that it's out there now in the universe. Besides, it's how we grow and how we learn. <laughs> Before I get into it, I am going to be real, guys. I am really, really, really struggling. I'm really struggling with the audio issue. I am not. I don't think I'm a podcaster by trade. I don't think it's in my bones. I don't know what equipment to use. I don't know. I don't know how to make it work. I am so sick and tired of recording with a guest and it's a, such a good conversation. Then I listen back to the sound and it's echoey. And I, I look into it and they're like, oh, it's because you can't plug in two USB mics into the ports onto one computer. And I'm thinking, well, what am I supposed to use? So if you know what I need, please let me know. Don't be fake. Don't be shady. Don't do that. Don't be shady because we need to help each other out in this life. There's room. There's room for everybody. I hope there's room for everybody. But yeah, so if you know what I need, please get in touch with me. Let me know. I'll be ever so grateful because I am, I don't, I want to keep, not I want to keep, I want to give you guys good quality content. And when I hear the sound is echoey and or when me and the guests are speaking at the same time, like it muffles one person and it's just, you know what I mean? It's not everything that should be in there, yeah? And I just want it to be, I just want to keep improving as well. You know what I mean? Can you imagine like episode 400 and I'm still like, it's still echoey. Come on, guys. 
<laughs> got to step it up. So if you know, please let me know. Yeah, I'll be grateful. Kevin, how exciting has it been for so far? I'm I'm like mind blown. Let's see how far it's gonna take us, but it's exciting for me, and I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. If you are, then again, don't be fake, don't be shady. Go and like it. Go and rate it. Can you even like it? I think you can. I don't know. Go follow it. Go subscribe. Go and do it. Go and do it. Just, just go and do it. That's it. I have got some things to get off my chest. Well, actually, I've only got one thing to get off my chest that's pressing on my mind at the moment. And I'm going to say it with my chest, as per usual. I won't be sorry for anything that I say. Right? I am going to name and shame the company. Yeah? <laughs> Because, you know, I'm not going to name and shame, but I'm just going to tell you what it rhymes with, right? It rhymes with Damadon. Now, they're really quick at shipping. They're really good at things like that. Yeah? You click order now and it's already, it was delivered yesterday. That's how quick Damadon are, right? But one thing that Damadon do is when they come to deliver it, they're just so careless with it. Like, what are they playing now? Those are goods that I've paid for. Why are you just leaving it at the front of, a, of the door in an apartment building, right? Or flat blocks or whatever you want to call it. I don't know, right? Why would you just leave it outside? Outside in a block of flats? Do you want me to receive it, right? Do you want me to get that parcel? Do you want me to call customer service? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I just can't be bothered with things like that. I would rather write an email. I don't think I'm a phone call girl. I don't know if I've ever been. I think I've got select people who I, I'm phone calling with. But other people, I am going to be completely real. Like, it's a little long. Um, especially calling customer service. Like, I don't want... I, ah, no, it's not for me. Don't like it. Don't like waiting. Don't like talking to them. And it's just long. So, yeah. But it's a little bit careless to me. Um, it's a little bit like, oh, what if what if I wasn't home for the next two weeks? Then what? Do you know what I mean? Then what, Damadon? Somebody else will be enjoying my goods that I ordered. Do you know what I mean? So I think they need to cut that out. But maybe they do like a risk analysis to be like, okay, so if we deliver like 5,000 parcels and from those 5,000, only 100 get stolen and we have to refund that money. That's okay, we've hit our KPIs and it means we can do more. Maybe that's how they're thinking it, but still. Yeah, no, I don't like what the, I don't like the fact that Damadon do that, right? Is it just me? Am I just, am I the drama? <laughs> am I just the dramatic one? Is it me? Let me know if it's me, but I think we all share the same view, so don't, don't bother. I know how you're not thinking anyway, so don't bother sending me any of your views. <laughs> I can feel you lot. We're on the same page. Embarrassing if I didn't laugh or cry story. Mm -mm -mm. This one goes a little personal. Yeah, all of them are personal because they're mine. But this one is a little... My heart is racing a little bit. <laughs> but this was when, I don't know what year it was, right? But this was when I was in a fresh new little relationship with Mormon Junior. And me and Mormon Junior are having a good time, right? Mormon Junior is not self-aware at all at this stage. He's 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 not only is he not self-aware, right? 
And most of this is in hindsight, by the way. At the time, I was like, oh my gosh, he's so smart. He's so amazing. Oh, like anything he says, I'm like, yeah, you're right, Momon Junior. Everything you say is amazing to me. <laughs> At some point, though, in the relationship, I think I started thinking, how come every single time I say X, it's met with such this, this, this? But when you say it, I meet it with a little bit more patience and love. So, yeah, Momon Junior was not self aware. So, you know, whenever he came over, because of the lack of self-awareness, you kind of like don't think about other people. You're not that thoughtful. If you're not self-aware, you don't tend to do, to be thoughtful. Because you're not really, I don't know if I'm making sense. I don't know if I'm making sense. But if I'm just somebody who is not self-aware, how I come across, then I'm not likely to consider how, I'm perceived and also it's unlikely to consider other people, right? Because the world just happens, I suppose. I don't know if I'm just chatting in it, but it makes sense to me. It feels right, feels natural. I'm gonna go with it. So he comes over and I'm for I'm from Malawi, right? So my household at my mum's house, anyway, my parents' house, it's it's very African. It's Malawian, right? So it's culture. There's culture in there, circulating in that house, in the air. There's culture. There's still certain things that I still practice that are like because of culture. You know, I think with, we're, I would say culture, but make it fashion. That's what we are. <laughs> we are cultured. We still practice our culture, but we're also open-minded. Yeah. But this time around, when Mormon Junior came around, it was when things were a little bit... You know what I mean? A little beats. This is my house, my rules. It was not, you know what I mean? Because I was young. Now we can be bros, in it. But before I was very young, so it was still their rules. But yeah, I thought it was a good idea to have a little boyfriend. It was a good idea to have a little boyfriend come around. And he wanted to put his feet up on me while we're on the sofa. So it was looking very intimate. Yeah, it was looking very close, cozy. <laughs> Oh, uh, and then I don't know who else was in the lounge. I think my sister was in the lounge or my little brother or somebody else was in the lounge because this is why this story is hella embarrassing to me. Somebody else was in the lounge. I think I've tried to block them out so that I never know who it was that was secretly laughing at me. But I know one of my siblings, if not two of them, were in the lounge. Cool, cool, cool. So me and moment junior I sat there looking really close looking really you know intimate my dad comes in from work and he walks into the lounge oh dear <laughs> there was no time to react and to be fair my man just crept in like a ninja you know what I mean my man just tiptoed in twinkle toes like a ballerina I didn't hear him I didn't hear my dad come in because if I had, I would have fixed up because I know the culture, I know the rules, do you get it? But there was no time to react. So me and Mormon Junior are there all loved up, yeah? Happy you not? <laughs> Bay. <laughs> We're chilling. And he walks in and he sees this sight, his teenage daughter with some boy. <laughs> And he was like, what are you doing? And all, and um, 
Mormon Jr. like sits up, but he doesn't even like, I don't know. He wasn't respectful with it. He wasn't respectful with it. I would expect, I suppose, a guy to be like, I am so sorry, sir. I am so sorry. But he was just like, you know, and I was like, we're just sitting. <laughs> we're just sitting, dad. Gosh. <laughs> so my dad was like, no, no, get up. Get up, young boy. Get up. Out. Oh, my gosh. How can this be happening with the love of my life? I can't believe this. I'm going to marry this guy, dad. I'm going to marry him. How can you actually do this? This is so embarrassing. And then Mormon Jr. hesitates for a sec. And I'm literally, I don't know what to say. So I'm just there like, mm, like quiet. Like in disbelief. Like this is never, this is unprecedented. It's never happened to me before. The way we felt about COVID, isn't it? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It was close though. So Mormon Jr. gets up. Slowly, slowly walks through the dining room, the kitchen. He goes to the um where we kept our shoes, like the landing. He sits on the stairs. I would, if it was me, I would have run out. I would have run out. I would have gathered myself real quick, run out like Dash from Incredibles. Grab my shoes. I put them on outside. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. Worry about you. I'm gone. Right. I wouldn't even have said bye to myself. Like I wouldn't have said bye to my girl. I would have just gone. But this guy had the audacity to now sit on the stairs, put on his shoes one by one, do his laces. And my dad's just standing there watching him. I couldn't believe it. Then when Mormon Jr. later called me, he was like, yeah, your dad was just that. Um, I made your dad wait. He was just standing there watching me put on my shoes. And I thought, what? That moment, I knew that was a red flag, in it? But, but now... My dad's he's just waged war against me. <laughs> I can't call out a woman junior now. Can't call him out. How can my dad kick out my mans like that? Right? To embarrass me? Cool. Where oh, I was literally like, oh my gosh, what a bad boy. That's a red flag though, because that's mad disrespect. <laughs> but I'm there like, whoa, he's so bold. He's so fearless. Yeah, I think I fell in love with him. I'm joking. <laughs> like, it was a little bit embarrassing. It was a little bit. It's embarrassing now, especially because I didn't call him out. Especially because I didn't go, 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 go. And I'm so sorry, Dad. That was really mad. That was rude. I didn't have that mind. Yeah? Yeah, so it's still it's double embarrassing. It's embarrassing then. It's embarrassing to recall it. It's embarrassing now, realizing that I was a fool. <laughs> but yeah, me and my mom junior dated for a long time, so... Yeah. We're moving swiftly on back to the journey. I don't have any embarrassing if I didn't laugh or cry stories, external ones. I don't have any. Um, I wanted this episode to be a little bit shorter. Um, and also, I just don't have any. <laughs> no one's sending any. So, <laughs> got nothing to read. You know what I mean? Therefore, I can't do now. Can't do now. Yeah. So, moving on. We're back to the journey. So last time in the solo episode, I was talking about school. I was talking about how I might, I may have been the thug, yeah? Sort of always blaming teachers, this person, that, and that. Maybe it was me also who was a little bit toxic in school. Do you know what I mean? So I also thought for it to make sense, we need to strip the veil right back, yeah? 
and do a behind the scenes because I'm covering a lot of school. I'm not covering a lot of home life. Home life was intense, yeah? So it explains that hurt people, hurt people scenario. Home life was a little bit intense. Growing up in an African household in England, in the UK, and having both mindsets of the culture is a little, is a little maddening from a point of view of living in an African household because it's not really acknowledged straight away that you're growing up in two different, you've grown up in two different environments. Therefore you don't think in such a rigid way like they do because, you know, by they, I mean um, parents and caregivers because they grew up in a system that was one-sided, right? And then coming to the UK, there's a system, that, that is system, that one-sided system exists, but then there's also the system of talking and listening to each other and things like that. Or maybe, maybe it's just generational. So let me give my parents some credit because <laughs> I don't have British parents <laughs> to be to be making such definitive statements about, yeah, it's just because of my culture. Maybe it's why it's, it's everywhere out there with parents and their kids. But my personal experiences, it was a little bit like seen and not heard. And if you are heard, then, you know, if you say something that's a little bit not to their palate, <laughs> then things will go awry. Yeah, things will go a little bit wrong. And by that, I just mean it will be just a long heated conversation that would leave somebody in their feels. By somebody, I mean me. <laughs> Always in my feels. So... That's the kind of environment I suppose I'm growing up in. Um, and my parents weren't bad. My parents were very, very good parents. But again, I hope everybody understands. It's just that barrier that was there, I suppose, where there was a lot of misunderstandings. And also growing up, hormones everywhere, flying everywhere. Yeah. So the world is a little bit warped. The way we view the world when we've got hormones flying is a little bit it's a little bit intense. So that's all happening. And I remember, I don't know, home life being so different to when I have to be in school. I think this is maybe where I started learning how to code switch. You know what I mean? And I suppose it also started in primary school because I used to be able to stay home by myself with my little brother. <laughs> don't come for my parents. Don't arrest them. <laughs> But this is because in Malawi, it was okay. So when we first came to the UK, we've gone from being pretty much given the independence to stay home by ourselves. We've come to the UK and then now it's like you need parents to be home at all times until you're a certain age. It didn't make that much sense, right? So my parents thought it was okay because I was already responsible, grown up very quickly. I think a lot of African children grow up very quickly yeah, because of the culture. <laughs> So yeah, your girl became a pro code switching because at home life was different, at school life was different. And actually at home we were told we were told not to share home business, family business with anybody else. And you know, I still stand by that. Even though here I am sharing family. <laughs> I stand by it. Don't share family business, but let me tell you about my family and what was going on and why my life has been shambles. Come on, tune in, buckle up. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you snippets, but this is information that I deem important in my life and that had an impact in my life. So it's not about 
the situations necessarily. It's about how it made me feel and how it impacted me. It's my experiences too, mom and dad. <laughs> so I remember an incident where... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's some bad mind people out there in it. There's some bad mind people out there. I don't know the year. I don't know the date. I don't know the time. If I was a date guy, yeah, my name would be Cats. Yeah. If you don't get that reference, then I don't know what to tell you. Right. You're going to have to go some episodes back. Yeah. So I don't know what year this was. So some bad mind people. And by that, I mean, just the just negative vibes. Just, yeah, we won't get into that whatsoever. But an inside something happens and the police are called. But the way this incident happened to me I'm still perplexed to this day because I wonder if it needed all of that, right? So I remember it was morning before school and we're all getting ready and we it's literally going up to the time when we need to leave for school. For the majority of the time of the week, my dad used to take me and my siblings to and from school. So my parents were there for us in ways that parents really should be, the duty that parents have the responsibility. My parents were there for us even when we were in secondary school. So we were all getting ready. My dad's getting ready to drop us off and there's like a bang at the door, bang, bang, bang. And the door gets answered. I don't know who answered the door. All I know is it's police, two police officers. I feel my heart race and start beating so fast because I'm thinking what's happening? And these two white police officers step in and they're like saying all these things and we don't even know what's going on my dad's asking what's happening and we're all confused because they're doing this in front of the kids in it and I don't know what the protocol is but I feel like for the crime <laughs> for the crime there's a gent I feel like it, it could be it could have been a gentle approach to the situation right and I don't know where it falls under, but they treated my man like he was some criminal, bro. You'd think, you'd think that my, my, my dad was caught up in some, some cartel, you know what I mean? Like the way they came in. But then maybe that's perception. Maybe that's just the way it felt to me. But it felt a little bit mad. And I remember them putting my dad in cuffs, innit? They're cuffing my dad and I'm thinking, for what? And I'm still confused. And my heart's racing mad, like mad, because I'm thinking, what could my dad have done? What could this be about? So I remember him telling my older brother, listen, here's some money. Get yourselves to school. 
you know, everything's going to be okay. But then, you know, we were told, don't tell nobody. Do you know what I mean? Say now. Shh. And which is great, which is fine, because this is, his, <laughs> this is what he's going through. And this is, you know, he doesn't want it to be out there. But then there's also the other element of how it's impacting your kids, because we've just witnessed something mad. You know what I mean? That I've never witnessed before. And I don't know if many children witness things like that. But then now I go to school. We had to go to school still. I had to pretend that day like everything was normal. Probably bullied a lot of people. <laughs> Probably targeted Sophie, your mind today, mate. Your mind, Sophie, right? <laughs> Miss Thomas, Miss Thomas, today you and me will go. We will go. Bam. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. <laughs> No, about that, I probably did. <laughs> I probably was like, I am upset. I'm upset, yeah? Drake, run the tune. I'm upset. Right, so now I'm in school. I remember parts of the day. I remember getting to tutor, and I remember having a heavy, heavy, heavy head and a heavy heart thinking, rah. I'm worried. I'm thinking, what is happening? I'm, I'm worried I'm up about my siblings as well. You know what I mean? I'm worried about my little brother. I'm worried about my older siblings. And I'm thinking, I can't tell nobody about this. I, I can't talk to nobody about this. No one, yeah, is going to hear about this until we get home. But can you imagine a whole day of school having to learn and concentrate not be able to say it's just a little bit mad. So I know for a fact that my home life shaped my school life because there were things that were happening in my home life that were a little bit too much to handle. Was it lack of communication about what is happening? Like before it happens, like, I don't know how much is, so this episode is more like me pondering, isn't it? How much is too much information to give your child? Because I always think this to be like, you know what? I feel like maybe I would have liked a lot more transparency about things, right? Not necessarily about this situation. Maybe I would have liked a little bit more transparency because that would have made me feel safer in the anticipation of whatever was to come. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's that culture again. You know what I mean? Maybe it's that culture again where my parents' culture isn't to be so transparent with everything. So, yeah, that was going on at home. And there are other things going on at home as well because, you know, I'm an empath. <laughs> I'm such an empath. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, you know, there are there are certain people that when I get close to them, when I grow close to them, I um, I take on their personal things as well like if they're sad I'm like I really want to help them you know I think it's a good thing and I also think it's a bad thing I've only in my recent adult years learned how to put to detach myself from it to say this is your problem I do empathize this is the advice I'm giving to you but I'm also going to detach myself from it a little bit because if I take it on then bruh that's a load, you know what I mean? But I do care about what you're telling me and I care about your story, but I just won't put myself in it so much to the point where I'm sick because I'm worried about you and I'm thinking about, you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm making sense. Let me know if I'm not. But yeah, so this is a period when I would really immerse myself into people's problems and really just want to have a good outcome for my friends. So at this point in my life, I was friends with... um 
like outside of school this is yeah outside of school i was really good friends with a girl who we should name oh this is that first black friend that moved and i was like yep yep i think yeah yep did we just become best friends that kind of vibe let's name her let's name her destiny yeah I was friends with a girl called Destiny. I moved out of that family housing I was talking about. We're now living in a different location. In like we're not living in um, flats anymore. We're living in a three-bedroom house. Life's good. Life's good. We're living in a community that has got a lot of black people around as well. So you know, it's a good place to meet more friends, yeah, and to really expand. And this is like, wow, I'm experiencing the world now. We we. We're experiencing that the world opened up. Yeah, the world had opened up. This is the people that used to come to family housing to play football on some Sundays, etc. So I knew their faces were familiar and we also went to the same church. But now we're living in close vicinity. Come on, come on. We can only bond and become besties even more. So um, I became friends with this other girl and we should name this other girl. Ooh, Sharice. Yeah. So now I'm friends with Destiny. Me and Destiny are pretty much best friends, the bestest of friends forever. We've had a couple of squabbles where we've physically fought, but it's okay. Me and Destiny always made up, right? Best friends. Um, but, you know, let me just, let me just stay on Destiny a tiny little bit, innit? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Now, just as much as we can notice red flags in relationships, I feel like we can notice red flags in friendships, right? I feel like my character back in the days, anybody is my comedy, yeah? So I can banter anybody. But I would say that Destiny was more backhanded comments, like not very nice comments, <laughs> I don't know if that's like making sense. Like, like Destiny would say what was on her mind, but it would it would really come across very mean, right? Apparently, I was really mean, but I'm also allowed to have meanies in my life. Do you get it, right? Do you get it? Um, but to me, I suppose if I'm considering, I'm perceiving as oh, I was just bantering. Maybe Destiny thought she was just bantering, but but yeah, we were the best of friends still. Regardless, regardless, we were the best of friends. The red flags, I was like, it's okay. It's all right. So <laughs> um, me and Destiny are the very, very best friends. And um, we I move away, but we remain best friends. And then I make friends with Cherise. She was really funny. Like, she was actually really, really funny. Um, I just don't think she knew that she was funny. I think she was put down a lot, maybe. And her childhood was also a little bit not great. And I think she developed some coping mechanisms, some some traits. Um, and that was okay. I accepted her. And I accepted um, Destiny as well, to be honest with you. Um, and I just wanted friends. I think sometimes when we're younger, we tend to not really focus on the details we focus on when we're older because we just want friends. And, you know, if we've got something in common and we can get on for the most part, I think we're happy with that. So I was best friends now. We formed we formed this little triangle of 
best friendship nest and it was great. Me, Destiny and Sharice whenever we're together. But I knew, I could sense that there was a little, there was a sense of rivalry, right? And I won't say which direction the rivalry came from, but it felt a little bit, a little bit, you know, tense <laughs> from a particular direction where it's like, constantly wanting to one-up and constantly just wanting I, and I did I don't know where that came from because I don't I don't remember it being like that in the first place and then you know the comments the backhanded comments got a little meaner and meaner and it was like oh mad you know and I think these friends kind of shaped my school life as well because with these friends I felt like I could be myself but eventually slowly but surely I knew that I couldn't be just myself you know what I mean? Because being just myself was, you know, offensive a little bit because I'm quite, I've always been quite objective. So if you come to me with a problem, I won't just give you a piece of advice because it pleases you. I would actually say what I think to be objective to the situation, to be like, okay, you're mad at your mom, but have you considered what your, where your mom might be coming from? Things like that. And I don't know if all my friends appreciated that. So slowly and surely I knew that, you know, my problems kind of like remained my own and I didn't really divulge these things to my friends per se. I could divulge about um, maybe relationships, but even then it was to a certain degree. Um, but my home life, I didn't really divulge to nobody, even my friends, the only people that knew for the most part what was happening for real, right? Not the story that, you know, I'd formulated to give out there the vague story that pleased people and just let them move on from it. You know, nobody really knew that, not even my best friends at the time. And even when Sharice, you know, because we were living in the same area, me and Sharice, so she would constantly be around. I would go around to her house, but even her home life, I didn't feel comfortable. It was just a different dynamic, you know what I mean? So I didn't feel like I could be comfortable around your parents. I didn't feel like I could be really myself around her. It was just the whole thing. But nonetheless, I wanted friends and therefore I made it work and we made it work. You know, I would share certain details, but it was mostly about boys. I think that's what we bonded on. It was just mostly about boys. That's what we talk about, you know what I mean? Um, friends, um, I'm... <sighs> I would say at some point it started becoming borderline toxic, like this friendship. We grew, I think, from a young age. We grew, um, but I think there were certain, like, differences. I, you know, I'm a pastor's child, and I'm also, I'm, I'm, I would say, even though I like dancing to the beat of my own drama, I was also a little bit mindful about what my parents might think about certain things, certain lifestyle choices. Do you know what I mean? Because I didn't want to break their hearts and, and hurt their feelings. Um, so I would do things like that on the down low, and they would be probably, like, out with it. And I remember a certain friend of mine who I suppose, who was supposed in quotes, my friend, we went to a party, he got lock off, yeah, he got absolute lit, and I was lit too, I mean, why not, we're in school, we're young, we're exploring, this is a sleepover, I'm having fun, and my man left, went to a different, my man left this location at this house party, went to a different location where my older brother and my sister were, right? I'm not even going to bother with the details of where these places were and where his siblings were. And my man is a mess. And he decides to divulge about where he's just been, what he's just seen. But what he's just seen, I mean me. 
Me. Oh, life at home was crazy. After that, oh my days, because my older brother, I was at a sleepover, babe, mind you, right? At a sleepover. This is an embarrassing if I didn't love a crap story. I was at a sleepover doing all this underage drinking, living life like it's golden, apparently, right? Living life. And this party got shut down as well because the police got called around. Underage drinking, house party. We're still in school, duh. The neighbors were hating. Some Karen made that phone call swiftly. But, you know, we made, I didn't, I was, I didn't get in trouble. But the next day I went home, I get picked up and I go home. And I'm getting this silent treatment from my older brother, from my sister. I'm getting this silent treatment. The mood is chilly. Yeah, it was so chilly. It was ice cold, the atmosphere. And I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I think I did a nap. Oh, we didn't sleep last night. And my sister's like, well, what did you get up to? And I was like, oh, nothing. Not knowing that this girl knows because Snitch Max Snitch Snitch has actually already told her. And she's already told my she told my parents. I got grounded indefinitely. I only got ungrounded this year because I asked my dad to lift the ban in it. I said, bro, you never ungrounded me, actually. It's been hovering above my head. And he was like, you never said sorry. I was like, me? Because I wasn't sorry. I was just exploring the world. <laughs> but yeah funny times um well I don't even know where I was going with this but that is the stuff that was happening at home it was like yeah life was good but life also wasn't good but that's a thing that's part of I think that's part of the journey that's part of self-identification to be like okay even though I'm best friends with these people that doesn't actually feel right in my soul that actually doesn't sit right with me that actually is a red flag because I feel like just as we grow and mature in the type of um, partners that we choose, the boyfriends and girlfriends that we keep, if because I, I, I think that just as we mature and grow and learn in the relationships that we have with our significant others, our romantic relationships, um, we can grow and mature and learn with our friendships as well. And I think my friendships that I kept when I was in when I was a young adult, yeah, yeah let me use that where all kinds of I don't know but it, it it yeah that's what I'm gonna say is I knew that probably long term this doesn't feel right this doesn't feel good for me I wished it was because they were my bestest friends in the whole wide world and I never want to lose them BFFs um but in my heart of hearts, I also knew that there were some little nagging red flags popping up here and there that I just thought, huh, but I wanted friends and I needed to have friends at that age. And therefore, I just withstood whatever came. But, you know, some of the stuff that I'm going to reveal about what I experienced with my friendship, some of the stuff that I'm going to keep revealing about what I experienced in my family, in my household, it's just a little bit like, rah, you know, it's very important to make sure that we're vetting the people we keep, even from a young age. So if you're young, all right. And by young, I mean 30, 29 are younger because I'm 30 and I consider myself, oh, just me. The other 30 year olds are hella young. But me, I at times running out to to be a billionaire fam. <laughs> um, but if you're young, then I encourage you to really vet your friends as well, because they can really play a part in your mental health. I never knew that destiny had an impact on my self-esteem as much as she did. But we'll unpack that at some point. 
Right, we'll unpack that at some point. I had no idea that a friend did that to me, contributed that much to the self to my self esteem to the point where I had to rebuild it to the point where I allowed certain it 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 developed a vulnerability in me that now boyfriends could pour into as well, because it started with a friend, a friend chipped away at me, a friend that I loved so much, and I'm pretty sure I was pretty shitty at times with my friends as well. You know what I mean? The one thing that I do recall is always having time for my friends and ne- never wanting to compete with my friends, but always wanting to be like sick. You know, you do get that feeling of like, ah, oh, I want to have that. That's a cool thing to have as a young person. And I think as, adult, as adults, we do get that. Hence why we follow influencers and we follow celebrities because we're looking at their lifestyle. Most of the time going, ah. Oh, that would be nice to have one day. Let's all be real. Yeah. We kept Alex kept it real. I kept it real. Come on, let's keep it real. So we do feel like that, but I don't think it goes beyond or it should go beyond the ah, that's a nice cool thing to have. And I I I like appreciation that the person has got it. I don't know if I'm making sense here as opposed to that's a cool thing that you've got. You know what? I'm going to get better and I'm going to, you know, make sure that you know about it. No, I I think that's mad. (laughs) But yeah, we'll unpack that another day. But that was happening. That's just a little glimpse of what was happening behind the scenes and why I went to school in warrior mode. Yeah, teachers, get ready. Yeah, don't disrespect me. Don't do that because at home. Things are real, okay? So if I'm going to have an outlet, playground, bro, don't disrespect me because I'll give it back to you. You have no clue. You have no idea. So, yeah, thank you for listening. As per usual, it's been real, right? I think I've been all over the gaff, but let's see. Let's see. I always think I'm all over the place, you know? After every episode, without fail, I think, oh my gosh, was that good? But we'll unpack that. We'll unpack that. <laughs> but maybe it's just because I care about I care about you guys and what I put out there. And I hope it's interesting to you guys. I hope it does help you guys. But anyway, enough mushy stuff. Enough gashi gashi. Hmm? Enough gashi gashi. Well, time. And the quote I've got for you says, anything you can't control is teaching you how to let go. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, 
it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.